All right, I want to talk to you about something. Say, get out the boat. Get out the boat. Get out the boat. And I have a question. How many of you have failed like you've been stuck in a rut? Have you ever been there where you felt like you were stuck? I see a lot of hands. It's like, oh, both of my hands. <laughs> or you felt like you were stuck in a rut? And, and, and you'll get, all of us are getting an attitude if someone went into our homes and, and took the things that make it comfortable for us, right? Especially if you go into women's homes and you start changing up things, then you know you're going to get it, right? We, especially that lazy board. How many of you have a lazy board, uh, uh, a seat that you run to after work? <laughs> now, say for instance, somebody went into your home and took your comfort away from you. How would you feel? You'll have attitude, right? You, you will get mad. And some of us, this is a quote I love here. And it's an unknown quote, but it is, is real and it's serious. It says this, a comfort zone is a beautiful what? Place. We all know this comfort zone is a beautiful place. Oh, I don't, don't say nothing. Don't talk to me. I just want to be right here. But then it goes on and says this, it's a beautiful place, but nothing ever what? Grows there. It's comfortable. I'm comfortable, Shane. What do you mean? But nothing what? Grows there. And in the same way, all of us have a boat in our lives that we tend to stay in for dear life, if you think about it. However, when we stay in our boats, we're choosing to stay in our comfort zone. <laughs> How many of you guilty? You're choosing to stay in your comfort zone. But as, as, as time goes on, perhaps someone missed out on some past opportunities and you're, and you're feeling, you're kicking yourself every once in a while because you didn't get out your boat. How many of you have some coulda, shoulda, woulda's? Now you're kicking yourself. Maybe some of you have had a need of changing your surroundings. Maybe you need to change your surroundings, but you're afraid of losing certain people. So what you do, you stay in what? Your boat. Maybe somebody here uh, has been in their boat as far as they make their boat their money. Maybe you make your boat uh, as far as your, your cars or your position at work. That may be your boat. And maybe some people here have, uh, they make their boat their bad habits. How many of you know that some of us got bad habits? Maybe it's addiction. Maybe it's religion. Maybe it's your family. Or even as far as you making that your what? Your comfort zone. And then some of us may be in a place where perhaps there's a position that you've been thinking about. How many of you know that you've been thinking about a position? You've been thinking, of, say, thinking. <laughs> you can keep on thinking about it, but if you don't do nothing about it, then it's not going to what? Happen. <laughs> you may have been thinking about a position and you wanted to apply for it, but you have not applied for it because you're so comfortable and you're what? In your boat. And maybe you're at a place where maybe someone choose worldly comfort. You choose worldly comfort over God. And you say, I'm too comfortable. This is me. This is what I do. And then I get over here and then you want me to do. No. How many of you just wish you can take certain things out of the Bible? <laughs> All of us do, right? <laughs> I agree with this one, but uh, let's move that out the way, right? <laughs> but it causes you to what? Get out your boat. It's to say, stretches me. 
It stretches you. So let's go to the word of God. And I want us to understand what is your boat? And that's my question to you this morning. What is your boat? I'm talking about that thing that you find safety and security in. Y'all know I I move everywhere. So y'all excuse me. (laughs) Say comfort and security. What do you find comfort and security in? So as we go to the word of God, and I want you to understand why this is important, because anytime we refuse to step out on faith, we're likely to miss out on the blessings that God has in store for us. Say, I'm going, I don't want to miss, I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss out on what God has what in store for me. So what is he doing? He's calling each and every one of us to a place that it calls us to get out of our what? Comfort zone. That's tough. So let's go to the word of God. Let's go here in Matthew 14. Uh, and we're going to look into God's word and find out what keeps us in our individual boats. And I say my individual boat. Uh, this chapter is where Jesus pulls away from the crowd to share important principles with his disciples. When you read this, this is even an event that Jesus walks on the water. Oh, now that's scary, right? He walked on the water. He's walking on the water between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So, you know, you know, we always say, oh, ghosts come out at night. I don't know, you know. So, but we, we see that he's walking on water around 3 a.m. or 6 o'clock a.m. So the disciples, they're in a place where they're afraid and they're figuring out, well, is this a ghost? But then we read this, we have to recognize who our Redeemer is. When you read this, you have to re- say, recognize who your Redeemer is. So let's go to the Word of God. This, I'm going to read this here and, and Matthew 14, 26 through 31, and this is the NIV. And it says this, when the disciples, what? saw him walking on the lake, they were what? Terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out what? In fear. And then it goes on and says this, the the next scripture says, but Jesus immediately said to them, take what? Courage. Tell yourself, take courage. (laughs) And then it says this, it is what? I don't be afraid. And then 28 said, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come out to on the water. And then 29 said, come. And he said, and then Peter got down out the boat, walked on the water and came towards who? Jesus. And then it goes on and says this in 30. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Have you ever been there? You were sinking and you said, Lord, save me. And then the scriptures go on and says in 31, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And then it goes on and says, you of little faith. Oh, I've been like, I'm offended. Jesus, you, who are you talking to? Are you talking to me? He said, yes, you of little faith. These are the disciples he's talking to. And then it goes on and says this. He said, why did you what? Doubt. I want you to write this down. If you've got a pen or paper, what keeps us in our boats? What keeps us in our boats? Number one, a fearful heart keeps us in our boat. Say a fearful heart. (laughs) The Bible said when the disciples saw him walking in the wall, they were terrified. It's a ghost. They said and cried out in fear. And then 27 says this, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is what? I. And then it goes on and said, don't be afraid. Don't want to take, see, this is the thing here. Don't want to take a chance because I, what? I've been doing it for this many years fear. Have you ever been in a place, uh, what if I fail? What if I fail at doing what I want to do? Uh, what if I succeed? 
How many of you know that some of us are fearful in seceding? And then maybe you're at a place, sometimes we become fearful of the unknown, just like me. If you're like me, how many of you are fearful of the unknown? I don't know what to expect. I don't know if I'm going left. I don't know if I'm going right. I'm just afraid of the unknown. And, and, and now when you look at the Greek word, I want you to look at this. But Jesus, he said, take courage. It is I. I want you to write this down. The Greek word here means for I. It means Amy. A-M-E. So when you look at that, which means I exist and I am. <laughs> say, say he is. And when you look at that, and when you're looking throughout the Bible, 20 plus times in John, you would, you would think about the scripture. It says, I am the bread of life. It, it reads that I am the light of the world. It reads that I am the gate. I am the shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the true vine. In other words, what he is saying, I stand on my own. And how many of you thank God that he stands on his own? <laughs> oh, say, thank you for standing on your own, God. He stands on his own. So he has, what are you saying, Shane? He has the power to rescue his people from whatever predicament, from everything that you go through. He said that I have the power and the resources to what? Rescue you. I need somebody that's going to know what they, I need somebody that's going to help me knowing what they, they do, what they're doing, right? So he said, just know that I'm going to rescue you. And let's go to the word of God. And we're going to look at this right here, this next scripture here. Jesus is saying, come out of the boat. And this is what I love about here because he said, even if you're afraid, I just know that I'm going to be with you from start to finish. Have you ever had somebody that failed you? That said, I'll be there. And then they were there half of the way. And then at the end of the way, they, they were nowhere to be found. <laughs> you ever that? But God, but, but God is saying that I will be there right there with you. So what are you saying? He said, what you can do is go through your circumstances with courage. There's no reason for you to go through your circumstances discouraged. Why is that? Because Jesus, he said that I have your back. <laughs> Say, thank you for having my back, God. He said, I have your back. Who, do you know who you serve? He said, I am that I am. And, and because of that, just know that I have your back in every way. Don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone because God has your back. Let's read the scripture here. This, let's look at Isaiah 41 and 10. <laughs> say, say, no more fearing. I'm not going to be fearing about what people think of me. I'm not going to be fearing of what people try to do to me. I'm not going to fear what people may say about me. I'm no longer going to fear what folks think about me. Come on. And that's why some of us are so afraid to get out of certain situations or our boat is because we're fearful of what people think about us. Say, you don't pay my bills. Let's be real. Now, if you pay my bills, I may, you know, we can see, I may give you, you know. So, but, but why be fearful of what people may say about you? Oh, oh, because I do this position, then people going to think that I'm all that. Oh, because I went to school, people going to think I'm just better than them. Why not get out of your comfort zone? Don't be fearful to what? Step out. Let's look at the Isaiah 41 and 10. I'll be done in a little bit. It says this. <laughs> Y'all know I'm playing. You know, right? I will. It says this. It says this. It says, so do not what? Feared. Tell yourself, don't fear. Point to yourself. Say, don't fear. Don't fear. Because when it's all said and done, nobody knows what you're going through but you. But it said, this is God speaking. He said, for I am what? With you. Y'all know I do participation, right? <laughs> Y'all going to read with me? <laughs> because I am what? 
with you. And then it goes on and says what? It said, do not be what? Dismayed, for I am what? Your God. Why be discouraged? Why be dismayed? Why feel like you can't? He said, why be dismayed? He said, do you know that I will be the God that will give you the strength to overcome and to get through anything in your life? Some of us don't get out of our comfort zone or our boat because we're afraid. But say, not today. (laughs) Not today. I won't be afraid. Number two, I want you to write this down. What keeps us in our boat? A complacent attitude. Oh, somebody over there like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) That's me. I'm talking to myself. I don't know about you, but I'm talking to myself. If I don't talk to nobody else, I'm talking to myself. Say complacent attitude. Y'all guilty. We all guilty, right? I can look around the room and say, "Mm, mm -hmm." (laughs) yes, I'm complacent. Who cares? But the, the Bible goes here and says this. It says in 28, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. And then Peter got down out of the boat. He walked on the water and came toward Jesus. And this is why I want you to understand how many people were in the boat. Eleven people. There were eleven people. Uh, Peter was the only one that decided to get out of what? The boat. If nothing else, that's deep to me. He was the only one that he, he said, I don't know about you, but the other disciples, they were complacent. They probably like, oh, well, hopefully you make it, Peter. <laughs> Can you imagine being in the boat? Some of y'all, y'all been the same way. Like, woo, is it cold, Peter? Is the water cold down there? <laughs> but we see that the other disciples, they were what complacent. They probably felt like I'm fine where I'm at. Don't bother me. I'm comfortable where I'm at. I have a cushion in the corner of the boat and I'm not getting up, Peter. You can do it, but not me. And then some of us may be like, why do something different? Complacent attitude. Have you ever been there? Why do something different? Maybe somebody in your family want to do something different for the holiday. You're like, I don't, I don't approve of that. We've been doing this all this year. Why do something different? You have an attitude, right? <laughs> complacent people with the, the complacent attitudes have attitudes when things don't work out their way. They don't want to do things any what? Say different. <laughs> but we see here, uh, God, he's looking for, spe- he's not looking for spectators, but he's looking for what? Faith walkers. The people that were in the boat, the other disciples, they were spectators. Is it cold, Peter? Where he, you, what side do you think he's going to get on? You think he's going to fall in the water? Oh, let's see. <laughs> you, you've been in the boat long enough spectating and seeing other people walk out on faith. It's time for you to start walking out on faith. Say, you've been in the boat too long looking at everything happen for everybody else, but you're still there spectating like, oh, I wonder if it'll work for them. Oh, they apply for the job? Oh, it may not work. Spectator. But don't get mad at them because they got out their comfort zone. They got out their boat and made things happen. What? For them. Why ain't nothing happening for me? Why? I'm still in the same predicament, in the same spot. Why? It's because you're a spectator. You look at everybody else and see what's going to happen for them. Oh, and if it doesn't, you're going to like, I told him so. <laughs> right? <laughs> but say, be like Peter. <laughs> what I love about Peter, that he didn't wait for the approval of other people to step out. 
That's our problem. Some of us got to be like Peter. We don't want to be like the other disciples in the boat. Peter, he didn't wait for their approval. And some of us are in our boat because we're waiting on the other people's approval. Say, how many of you be guilty of that? Y'all ain't raising your hand. I see a few people. Some of y'all like this. (laughs) I don't want to show anybody. (laughs) Say, that's all right. (laughs) Some of us are at a place where we're looking for other people's approval. Uh, Should I do it? Oh, oh, and if I do it, I may not make everybody happy. Should, should I advance or should I just stay where I'm at? Oh, I don't want nobody not liking me. Who cares? I love that Peter, he didn't wait for the approval of the disciple, other disciples. They were just sitting back spectating and saying, oh, okay, hopefully it works out for you. <laughs> but we see that he stepped out on faith. He moved. He didn't wait for the approval of people, but he moved and he said, Lord, I'm going to come to you. And let me tell you, God works best when he, he responds to faith is when you step out. How do you know that? Because he told Peter, he said, come. <laughs> Peter probably been in a place where he's like, Lord, I don't know if I can come. I don't know. Ugh, it's just too much happening. Are you sure I can walk? That's just like me trying to have faith and walk out on the stage. Now, I'm not going to be a dummy and just, you know, walk on the stage and feel like, oh, I'm just going to be at this, elevated the same level. No, you're going to fall, man. And that's how Peter was. He was in his life where he didn't know if he would fall, but he had, say, faith. You need faith when you're what? Stepping out on faith. You, when you're stepping out and you need God to do something, he said, I need you what? To step out. So you cannot have a, a complacent attitude. This is what I love. And y'all know I'm a quote guy. Martin Luther King Jr. said this. This is what I love. He said what? He said, take the first step in what? Faith. He said, that's the, that's the first step. It's faith. And then it goes on and said, you don't have to see the whole staircase. No, saying I want to see the whole staircase. That's what's wrong with us. We want to see the whole staircase. Ooh, is the stairway going to go to the side or is it going to go left? Will it end? Oh, I can't do the first stairway. I, can, I need to see all of it. <laughs> and that's what God said. He, said. he said what? Just take what? The first step. That's what's wrong with some of us. We, don't, we want to see the whole staircase. But can you step back and say, well, let me just take the first step and believe and trust that God is going to make a way. Number three, write this down. Number three, what keeps us in our boats? Say a distorted view. A distorted view. <laughs> How many of you know? Distor- say distorted, distorted. view. When you, when you look at that, you're doubtful. You got a doubtful view. The Bible says this in 30. It says this, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Then when you go to 31, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? That's what's wrong with some of us. We have distorted view of things. Uh, the task is impossible. Oh, that's impossible. We, we, we have, I, I could never do that. Mm. I, I, I could never accomplish that. I can never be, I'm not good enough. Have you ever been there? Distorted view of who you are and what God is capable of doing through you. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm not educated enough. God is too busy for me. He got other things to worry about than me. Say, distorted view. When you have this distorted view, it happens for others. And, and you always have this mindset. It happened for everybody else but me. Have you ever been there? When you looked at everybody's life, you said, oh, it happens for everybody but me. That's why I don't do, you know, draw and all that stuff as far as, uh, you know, games, play games. I don't buy tickets because I never win. 
I don't know if I'm at the baseball game. I don't, you know, I don't pay for it as far as, you know, wanting to win some because I never win because it didn't happen to me. And some of us got that same mindset. God, you're so busy. Nothing good happens to me. So we have what? A distorted view of who he's, who he is and what he's capable of doing through us. Say, say, God, help me with that. And then some of us, we got to understand that Jesus, when you look at that, he was outside the boat, not inside the boat. He was outside. Some of the blessings uh, aren't going to always be noticeable in the environment you're in. You're not going, oh, I need to see something different. The blessings of God aren't always noticeable. Where? In the same environment that you're in. Some of us want things to happen and break through for us, but you're not going to see it because you're what? You're comfortable. But when you step out on your boat, you're, you're, you're going to experience some storms. You're going to experience some things that's going to come your way, but then you will receive what? The blessings of God. Because you what? You stuck it out. You say, oh God, I, I, nothing's going to try to stop me from getting it. Nothing's going to stop me from pursuing my goals. Nothing's going to stop me from having hope. Nothing's going to stop me from looking beyond my circumstance and looking to you. Nothing is going to stop me. I'm going to have faith. I'm not going to have distorted view, but I'm going to look to who? You. Tell yourself, say, God, help me to look to you. But the most important thing, you must keep your eyes on Jesus in his doing and not on everything that is happening around you. That's what's wrong with us. You must keep your eyes on Jesus and what's happening in your life than trying to be focused on what? Everything that is happening around you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's read this here. This is uh, uh, chapter 12, verse 1. Talks about the things that can entangle us from enduring our, or finishing the Christian race. Uh, but for us not to have these things entangle us in our lives, we must do one thing. We must do, say one thing. One thing. Hebrews 12 and 2 says this. Keep what? Your eyes on who? Oh, keep my eyes on Jesus. No, I want to keep my eyes on what people are doing. Oh, no, I want to keep my eyes on everything else. Well, you said keep my eyes on who? Jesus. And then it goes on and says this, our leader in what? Instructor. How many of you need a leader in your life? Stop trying to always be the leader. Say, Lord, I need you to lead me. I need you to give me instructions, God. I need some guidance. What is it that you want me to do? That's just, you know, how I sound when I complain. <laughs> Why? So this week, what I want you to do, I want you to prepare to step out of your boat. Say, step out your boat where you find yourself comfortable. God, it has too much for you and is not in your boat, but it's outside of your boat. Say, he got too much for me. It's not inside your boat, say, but it's outside of your boat. So what I want you to understand this morning, try stepping out on faith and God's promises. God, he, he's, tugging, he's tugging at your heart to do something you've never done before. He, he's tugging on your heart to do something you've never done. But you're scared, you're afraid, you don't want to do it, you down yourself. But he said, step out. What is he tugging at your heart to do? Let's be like Abraham. This is what I love about Abraham. This is, let's read Genesis 12 and 1. It says this. The Lord has said to Abram, go from what? Your country. And then it goes on and says this. He says, he said, your, your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will what? You want me to go? And you will show me. You, you ain't going to show me now? 
You're going to show me when I go? I need to know what the temperature is. I need to know how I can, what I need to wear. I need to know what I have enough money. And you want me to step out on faith and go where? But Abram, he didn't ask any questions, but he did what? He went. Do you have enough faith in God that you can just what? Step out and pursue the plans of God instead of your plans. Will you pursue God's plans or your plans? And how many of you know that our plans, <laughs> they've come crashing down, right? I've had some plans. I said, oh, I'm going to do, mm, I ain't pray about it. I ain't going to, I don't want you to know what I'm doing. <laughs> like it's a secret. Like he don't know everything. <laughs> because you already know in your mind, it may not be for you to do it, but you're going to try to do it, right? But God said, would you worry about my plans or your plans? And Abram, he got in the place where he said, what is your plans, God? I may not know what's going what's to happen, but I believe and trust in you. Now, I want you to visualize you're stepping out on out your boat. I want you to visualize how would this ministry look if you decide to step out of your boat of comfort? If he's tugging you to volunteer, tugging at your heart to do something, are you doing it or you just say, somebody will get it? <laughs> would, you, would you come and participate or would you say, well, somebody's going to be there. I ain't got time for it. What is it? Just imagine if you stepped out on faith, didn't worry about what people, oh, I'm not all the way right, so I can't be helping people. What? None of us are all the way right. But say I'm a work in progress. Work in progress. So why not step out? How would your life look if you, look at you, if you took the initiative to step out on your boat and believe God to work things in your life? How would your life look? How, how would your life look if you got out of your boat and stopped being comfortable and stopped being on edge and stopped feeling like everything is in your box? When things don't work out for you, you get mad. But get out your boat. Get out your boat in your life and get out your, basically, what are you saying, Shane? Get out your comfort zone. Get uncomfortable. Like me, I can't, you know, I don't know. It depends, you know. You're on a plane. I hate being on certain planes because, you know, it's uncomfortable. You know, people there got arm on you and their bags or stuff. You're like, oh, it's so uncomfortable. And that's how some of us are spiritually. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to talk. I don't want to say hello. Say <laughs> Some of y'all laugh because it's y'all. It's some of y'all. I noticed that. I got it. But get out your boat. Whatever it is that you've been praying for, that you've been believing God for, I'm here to encourage you to get out the boat. Stop waiting for people to make things happen for you. And start relying and trusting in who? God to help you what? Through it. <laughs> Say, Lord. I'm right here, and I need you to help me. So don't get a bull, don't have a bull, don't be bullheaded or dogmatic this week. Work on yourself and say, Lord, help me to get out my boat. Help me, God, to get uncomfortable. Help me to do things that I've never done before, God. Help me to stretch my faith, to stretch myself. Lord, I need you to help me to get out of my boat. If I was the other disciples, that were in the boat, I would have been hitting myself like, dang, I should have got out the boat. Dang, like Peter. 
Look what he experienced because he, what he, what he, because he got out the boat. Look what he experienced. Never be that person. Don't be a spectator, but be a faith walker and say, Lord, I'm getting out my boat. Come on and give God praise.